Hello, besties. My very first podcast episode. Oh my God. Who would have known? Who would have thought? Honestly, everyone, because I have been talking about this for the past few weeks now. But anyway, I need to introduce myself and literally I need to uh, stick to the script that I created for myself. Okay, so let me adjust this actually a little bit better. I don't know if you have ever used a microphone before, but there's this thing that comes with the microphone. I think it's called the filter. I forget what it's called, but it essentially blocks out all of the background noise um, other than your voice. And I think that the microphone I have, either the screw is a bit broken or I just don't know how to properly use it. So I'm holding this filter up um, and I'm using it this way. So not the most convenient thing in the world, but it's getting the job done. Anyway, let's do an introduction. Um, As I am recording this podcast, I don't have a podcast cover. I don't have a podcast name. We're just winging it, literally. That could be my podcast name, honestly. We're just winging it. That's kind of corny. Okay. Anyway, we're one minute in. You still don't know my name. (laughs) What is happening? Okay. My name is Tashiana. Um, Although most people, if not practically everyone, calls me Tash. I've been going by Tosh since I was about eight years old. So we are 12 years in the making. Um, I use she, her pronouns. My hometown is Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I primarily grew up in a inner ring suburb of Cleveland called Euclid. Um, I spent most of my life there, graduated from the public high school there. Um, so yeah, that's me. A few, a few things that make me happy. Podcast, ah, are we surprised? Podcasts make me so happy, which I will talk a little bit more about later when I get into my spiel about precisely why it is that I created a podcast because I think it's a wonderful story. Um, maybe it's not that wonderful, but I think it is. So that's all that matters. Um, so yeah, podcasts make me happy. Um, I think creating content just makes me happy in general. I also have a YouTube channel, which I will link in the description box or wherever. I am using YouTube lingo right now. I will find some way to make sure that y'all know how to find my YouTube channel. Um, and what else? I think those are, so podcasting now and then YouTube. I really enjoy both of those things. Um, I also love to journal so much. I love to journal and reflect and to talk to myself. And I love thinking about things, all sorts of things. Honestly, I feel as though I think a little bit too much. I am constantly driving myself insane with my thoughts. And that is why we have a podcast, which again, I will talk a little bit more about later. Um, Also, my nieces and my nephew make me happy. I am an auntie. So I have two nieces, one nephew. Um, I have a few more actually, but those are the three that I see mostly. Um, Well, those are the only ones that I see, which is fine. You know, family dynamics are interesting. Um, But yeah, so their names are Daisy. She is the youngest and she is two years old. She'll be three in April um david he's the oldest i don't know why i'm not going in order this doesn't make sense and it's kind of sending me but that's okay david he's the oldest he will be eight in february which is insane and then autumn she's the middle child um and she will be five which is fucking crazy y'all she will be in kindergarten next year Mm -mm. time slow down what are you doing no way she was just in a diaper she was just using a bottle that is crazy my heart Ah! but yeah she'll be five in february i love all of them to death so they make me really happy my sister makes me happy too i have a sister her name is kiasta i have lots of siblings um but yeah kiasta she just turned 19 actually two days ago um my best friend jasmine makes me happy as well um what else makes your girl happy i think those are the primary things that make me happy so self-care i love self-care things it literally keeps me sane um so yeah that's me um i think i mentioned this earlier or maybe i didn't but i am also 20 years old i am a black woman um and in terms of what the heck i'm doing for my life at 
20 years old. <laughs> so I am a full-time college student at Oberlin College, which is in Oberlin, Ohio, 45 minutes outside of Cleveland. Um, I am a neuroscience major, education studies concentration, you know, the whole shebang. Um, I entered college as a pre-med student and I will be done with all of those requirements by the end of this semester. So that's pretty much me. Um, in terms of my plans for the future, thinking about career plans, which is what this episode is about. So talking more about academic and career planning as a 20 year old, which in and within itself is fucking insane. You want me at the age of 20 years old to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. Are you crazy? Why can't we just vibe? I don't get it. All of this is fake and made up. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We are getting ahead of ourselves. Um, I am currently planning to go to grad school right after Oberlin to pursue my master's in public health, which I am super excited about. And for the fifth time, I'm probably going to say this all the time, we'll get into that a bit more later. I just want to do an introduction so y'all know who the heck I am. Um, but yeah. Okay, so now to get into some of the details as to why I created a podcast in the first place. So this has been... Let me think, maybe five months in the making or thinking, I suppose, not making. It was more so just me thinking about things per usual. Um, but I first kind of discovered podcast back in the fall of 2019. So a whole year ago now, a little over a year ago, because it is now fall of, uh, did I say 2019? I meant fall of 2020. Okay. I had that, um, I had that noted incorrectly in my notes, but that's okay. Fall of 2020, so last fall, it is now fall 2021. Okay, we, we know, Tasha, come on. Um, and that semester, so it, ooh, so, so it was um, the first semester of my second year. Um, this was my first semester back on campus since being sent home due to COVID. So we were limited to so many things. And I think it's also important for me to say that my college, Oberlin, adopted a three semester calendar for the 2020 to 21 school year. So that meant that depending on your class year and a few other factors, that would dictate which semesters you were on campus. So as a second year then, I was on campus in the fall I was off in the spring, so my spring was essentially my summer break, which is something I had to explain to so many people so many times. Um, and then I came back this past summer for my second semester. And then a whole month later, I started my first semester of my junior year. So, oh my God, y'all, that will be another podcast episode because it's been a crazy ass time. That three semester calendar, whew, child, COVID has just done so many harmful things to us, but we're here, we're making it, we're getting through. Where was I going with that? Okay, yes. So that semester, my most difficult semester yet for so many reasons, um, but it was just such a challenging semester academically. Personally, I felt extremely isolated due to COVID, due to the guidelines. I was taking organic chemistry and so if you're pre-med or if you just know of organic chemistry, you know that is one of the most, if not the most hardest chemistry classes you will ever take in your life. And I also took the most difficult biology class you can take here at Oberlin College, which is called Cell and Molecular Bio. I wasn't having a great time y'all at all and I also had this extra responsibility uh, this job I had which was a really great experience I am so appreciative for it but that on top of everything else your girl was just going all the time non-stop and super isolated from people so that wasn't great but I discovered podcasts somewhere along the way and I cannot remember exactly what caused me to 
pick up my phone and click on the app because I always had the app which is funny it was just there y'all know how when you purchase your iPhone if you have an iPhone sorry don't mean to be like classes just assume everyone has an iPhone um but if you have an iPhone when you first purchase it or if you have a MacBook and when you first purchased it or even an iPad I believe I want to say that they all come with um Apple Podcasts download if I'm not mistaken I'm pretty sure they do because I don't recall downloading the app it was just there and I decided to click on it one day I wish I remember exactly like what prompted me to do that because now I'm curious but I just don't know but I somehow suddenly discovered a podcast by a woman a black woman specifically her name is Jamila Soufrant um, and her podcast is called Journey to Launch and if you aren't familiar with her podcast it is absolutely amazing I would highly recommend listening to her podcast so essentially her podcast is based um, on or centered around financial independence early retirement or retire early called which is called the fire movement so financial independence retire early Pardon. which is something that I plan to do I plan to retire early um, and I also plan to become financially independent at a relatively young age your girl will not be working until she's 65 years old because that is crazy that's crazy you want me to work somewhere for 40 whole years it's not happening and then there's no guarantee that I will retire comfortably financially or there's no guarantee that I will financially that I will retire financially comfortable there's the phrase there are the words and those are the words that I wanted to form um yeah you're crazy anyway so I absolutely loved that podcast it was the first time that I was introduced to that movement and I was so amazed by it and I still am and then to hear a black woman talk about it it was just mind-blowing and it still is and she actually um quit her full-time corporate job back in I will butcher the year but I think it was 2017 2018 and she's been working for herself ever since and she's doing great things from my understanding she has she's gonna be publishing a book very very soon so your girl is doing her thing and she lives in New York City with her husband and their three children so adorable um and yeah she is on the fire movement fire movement she is on her way to retire early so many awesome great things um and even though that podcast wasn't directly related to health and wellness and mental health at all like it wasn't at all it somehow kept me sane it kept me going I think it was just this new idea and I tend to get excited about new things um and I was just super pumped to just listen to her podcast all the time it, it was that's all I did during my free time in the morning podcast the evening podcast eating dinner podcast and I just listened to each and every single one of her podcasts each and every single one dating back to 2016 I want to say so I listened to four years worth of podcasts over that semester and it was amazing um so I found my love for podcasts during that time and I think I also started listening to uh therapy for black girls as well as cultivating her space and I'm blanking on the names of the folks who host those podcasts, but I can say that they are hosted by black women. Um, mm -hmm. We only listen to black women over here. I also listen to a few women of color, but for me, it's primarily black women because that is the identity that I identify with and that I um, feel most comfortable engaging with and supporting. But that's just me. Um, and so now. Oh, OK. Sorry. Before I, before I go on, I it literally. I don't know podcast just really saved me during that semester I'm not even gonna lie it was one of my favorite things and a highlight of that semester there were very few highlights of that god awful semester but that's okay we got through it <laughs> we learned a lot along the way 
Um, but now let's fast forward to this past summer semester. So I just mentioned how my school adopted a three semester calendar. So I was on campus during the summer, completing my second year or my second semester of my second year. Um, it was also a pretty difficult summer, although it was a really good time. I miss the summer all the time. So this was the first summer back on campus where everyone was fully vaccinated. So we were able to hang out with each other. We didn't have to wear masks because of our high vaccination rate and low number of COVID cases on campus. We're in a small town. We were able to have parties. We were able to do certain activities with each other. Um, I also engage more with the black community on campus because here at Oberlin College, we have a place or a dorm called the African Heritage House. And it's on the south side of campus, which is kind of far from most things on campus. But this past summer, the entire south side of campus was closed down for like construction and stuff like that. So everyone lived on the north side of campus. And so African Heritage House was placed in a dorm right next to the dorm that I lived in. And so I was there all the time. And it was just an overall really great time for me, like socially and personally, I think. But it was also during that semester that I began to experience depression and a lot of anxiety and I began to question my career and academic trajectory up until that point. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much because that is what this podcast is about, but I just want to kind of go over exactly why I why I am creating a podcast before I go into the primary topic of my very first podcast. But I guess I'm saying all that to say is, once again, podcasts were there to literally save me. Like when I say I live and swear by podcasts, they just have a way of making me feel seen and making me feel less lonely and normalizing a lot of the things that I am experiencing. Even when podcast, even when the podcast topic has nothing to do with what where I am in my life, like for example... I was listening to one of the newest podcasts um, published by the Cultivating Her Space podcast folks, and it was about postpartum depression um, by, or, I'm sorry, it was about postpartum depression, um, and they had, oh, actually, I don't know if you've ever seen the Freedom Riders, um, but there is a, it was an actress on the, in the movie, and they they had her on the podcast, which was so cool to me because I love that movie so much, y'all. Freedom Riders, if you know, you know. I personally really enjoyed it. I do think that it's a bit, some folks find it problematic because I think the teacher, given that she's a white woman working at a um, uh, an ethnic minority high school in a neighborhood that um, was characterized by like gun violence and gangs um, and stuff like that. And she was a white woman, so it kind of was given like white savior complex, stuff like that. But I personally um, did not feel that way. I can see how some folks do, but we're neither here nor there. I like the movie and that's all that matters. <laughs> and anyway, they had her on the podcast, full circle moment. They had her on the podcast and yeah, she was just talking about her postpartum depression and one of the other, so the podcast is over, oh, mm, sorry, let me slow down. The podcast is hosted by two black women, one of whom recently had a baby. I want to say that baby's probably going going on a year now, given how fast time flies. I think the baby was born this past spring, though. Um, and so she was kind of also talking about her experience. And yeah, I'm saying all that to say I am 20 years old, not to say that 20 year, 20 year old individuals cannot get pregnant but I am not having a child anytime soon I may very well never have any children which is also going to be a podcast for another, for another day <laughs> um but yeah 
just still listening to it. It was it was interesting. It was fascinating. I learned so many great things about black women and women of color and some of the experiences that we go through, we may go through. And it just it just feels like I'm in community with them, even though they don't know me. I don't know them. I just love it so much, y'all. And it was this past summer that I realized just how amazing those podcasts made me feel and how I, as a black woman who has so much to contribute to these sort of spaces, can literally do the same thing. And so that's what I wanted to do. I'm like, I want to create my own podcast. I want to engage more in this practice because I see this as a very um, essential aspect of health and wellness for black women, being in space with each other. Um, even if those are virtual spaces, if that is a YouTube space, if that's a podcast space, if that's an in-person, um, what is it called? An in-person event. I just, ugh, it just made me feel so good. And it felt so right too. When I thought about it, I'm like, this is amazing. I would do so well, given how much I love health and wellness, especially targeted towards like, um, ethnic minority folks, black people, black women, black children. I love it all. I am a huge advocate for it. Um, so yeah and now let's fast forward to this semester the present moment a few weeks ago um i decided that you know what by the end of 2021 i will publish my very first podcast and i told a few people about it and i've been talking about it for the past few weeks i spontaneously purchased my microphone the other day and it came i think on i don't know sometime during this past week it doesn't really matter the exact date nobody cares it, it's not that big of a deal um and now here we are recording our very first podcast and I wasn't expecting to record it right now given that I have a week and a half left of school before we have a week off or a week and a half off for winter break and I right before recording this podcast I was feeling really really down um so this semester has been another difficult semester for me and I had just finished studying for physics and I was feeling very sad and stressed because I hadn't, I didn't, because, yeah, because I didn't, um, as you can see, words are very important to me, <laughs> making sure I'm using the quote unquote correct words according to standard English, but whatever. Um, I didn't get through as much content as I would have hoped, so I have a physics exam six days from now. And it's very, it was very frustrating. Um, and I told myself that it is certainly quality over quantity. And for the material that I did go through, I know more than I did prior to reviewing the material. But still, I was hoping to work on physics for a set amount of time and then transition into math. And that would have been my night. That didn't happen. And the library closed at six o'clock, which was crazy. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, I get it. It's a Saturday. But at the same time, we all have hella midterms coming up. So y'all got to keep the library open. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a break, get some dinner, leave, go to my room, decompress a little bit. Um, but yeah, I was just not feeling good. And I came back to my dorm and still wasn't feeling great after I was done eating. So I started listening to some music. Um, that really didn't help me too much. So I decided to do some stretches, which has been helping me a lot. Um... And so I was stretching my lower back out, listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to podcast. And after about, y'all, I kid you not, maybe two minutes, and I was listening to um, Life Gets Weird, I think, by Mary Stevens. Her TikTok, which is her TikTok handle, which is where I found her. And I absolutely love her, y'all. It's, it's given idol. Like, mm-hmm, sorry. I love that girl. <laughs> um, her TikTok is called Oat Milk Leader. Um and uh, yeah i was listening to the her podcast doing my stretches and y'all i immediately felt so fucking good like i cannot make this up 
And I'm like, you know what? I still have no desire to crack open my math materials and start studying, but I have every desire to record my very first podcast because it feels damn amazing and I feel great. Um, so here we are at 9.14 in the evening on a Saturday night recording my very first podcast and I am so, so proud of myself and I feel so happy and I feel so carefree and lighthearted and everything just feels amazing and good. Um, so that's kind of where we are. And I guess I should also say that I, I think I mentioned this earlier, I'm always thinking about so many different things about life. I think a lot of, I think a lot about, I think about micro things and the things that I am experiencing in my personal life. But I think the things that keep me up at night and are constantly going through my brain throughout the day are a lot of the more macro things and thinking about various systems and the way that Um, society is organized and how different structures are organized and how the way that they are organized I'm I'm sorry I talk so abstract sometimes (laughs) um have serious implications for so many people um and I'm hoping to talk more about that in my podcast I'm going to keep it kind of vague and abstract for a little bit (laughs) and philosophical or whatever um but yeah oh my god I'm just not realizing I didn't mention earlier oh my goodness how did I forget this I am mm mm-hmm Although we are 21 minutes into this podcast, I'm going back to the first five minutes because it is important for me to say this. Another thing that makes me happy are words. So going back to podcasts, there are a bunch of words. I love, love, love words. I just tweeted this the other day. I swear by and I live by the words. I kid you not. So podcasts, my music, my journals, my reflections, the moments when I'm talking to myself right now. Um, quotes. I love quotes. I have a bunch of Pinterest boards and I sometimes start my morning off with just reading those quotes. Books, y'all. Um, I, I love the quotes I highlight out of the, from the books that I read. I love romance novels so, so much. I love, uh, specifically philosophical romance novels. Um, so yeah, I had to say that. How did I forget that? I think that is my most favorite thing in the world right now. It's kind of crazy that it, slipped my mind it didn't slip my mind I just I didn't say it and that's okay (laughs) we're still new to all of this so yeah overall I created a podcast because your girl loves to think I love to talk about my thoughts and I mostly talk about my inner thoughts to myself but I also talk about my inner thoughts to some of the people in my life um very few people that I talk to that I have these conversations with um So that's great. I know, for example, like I talk to Kiasta a lot about all sorts of things, my sister and also my best friend Jasmine. Um, And so that that that's really great for me, I would say, because I always have so many thoughts and I have this thing where if I don't feel like people are listening and if I feel like they're not engaging in a way that makes me feel most comfortable, I kind of just shut down and I kind of minimize that part of myself, which doesn't make me feel good. Because I think it is a huge part of myself. It, it's it makes up a lot of me. If we're being honest, my inner thoughts. It makes up a, it makes up everyone. I'm pretty sure our, our inner thoughts. But just having the space to express them and express them fully and authentically, and not being worried about being judged or not being worried about people not understanding where you're coming from or not being worried about people not engaging in a way that you feel is um most meaningful and impactful for you. Um, so yeah, there are very few people in my life who I feel like I can have just very open and honest, authentic, real and raw conversations with. Um, 
but I know that I'll always have myself to have these conversations with, which is why I have a podcast. And, you know, the people who are listening, it's because they really want to listen and it's because they want to hear my inner thoughts and they want to hear about my experiences and how I'm feeling. And that means a lot to me. You just, I don't think I'll understand how much it means to me. If you're listening to this and you're still listening and you are genuinely listening because you're interested and you love me, if you know me personally, <laughs> um, so much love to you, for real. Um, this feels very odd for me, not gonna lie. I feel very naked and exposed because, again, I only have, like, these certain conversations with very few people in my life because I know that they're going to engage with me in a way that um, I love. So, with that... <laughs> oh my god, can I just stop right now and say, like, how happy I feel? Like, I can literally cry. I... Ugh. I feel so good right now. This feels amazing. I'm so happy. Um, but anyway, now I want to get into podcast traditions, which is going to start going at the beginning of my podcast. But y'all got to bear with me. I am new here. Um, we're going to we're going to get there for sure. We're going to get there for sure. But podcast traditions. So um, I want to start each and every podcast off by answering a few questions. So those questions are will be how am I feeling? How's my week going? I want to talk about some of my highlights, some challenges, at least one for both. Um, And then my current phase at the moment. And I may add more questions depending on my mood in the day and how I feel. And if you guys have any questions that you would like for me to answer at the beginning of each podcast, like general questions, I would say, please do let me know and I will do it without hesitation. Okay, so how am I feeling? As I just said, I feel amazing. Like at this exact moment, I feel amazing absolutely amazing i'm so happy um like y'all just see my smile it's kind of crazy <laughs> and then how my week is going so this past week was very very difficult for me so i didn't do as well as i had hoped on my math exam so um i want to be as real and authentic as possible with y'all so as much as i hate grades with everything in me i hate talking about those numbers because i don't think that they are um i don't think they accurately represent anyone's value and I think that they're not a great way of measuring the knowledge that one has obtained but whatever um so the average score on my on the most recent math exam I'm in calculus one was a 79 percent and I scored a 68 percent after the curve that's about a c average and I cried my heart out as much as I hate grades And I hate the way they make me feel. And I hate that I even get upset over the grades. I despise, y'all. I despise scoring below average. I hate it with everything in me. I scored 11 percentage points below average. And it angered me. And it made me really sad because I know I'm better than that. And on top of that, um, I felt really good after taking the exam. So I was so surprised to see that grade. Um, I would like to say that. I take full accountability for the stuff that I didn't know. I thought I knew what was on that exam, but I didn't answer it accurately. I take full responsibility for that. But at the same time, my professor had us complete a problem set that was due on Wednesday. And y'all, those math problem sets, no joke. Shit's hard. It is hard and it is mentally draining. So we had to turn that in by Wednesday by the start of class, which starts at 11 o'clock. And then 
he wanted us to turn around and study for a math exam and take it on that Friday. Like, is it just me or is that fucking crazy? I've never been in a STEM class before where we had to complete a problem set during the same week in which we're expected to take an exam. So I thought that that was very unfair and I do plan on having that conversation with him and just kind of expressing my frustrations with that because I don't usually operate in that way. I usually need about a good solid five days to prepare for an exam, maybe even four. I like a week, but the way that things are going, it usually be about four to five days worth of preparing. But to go from completing a very difficult, draining and long problem set and then studying for the exam, it was hard. And even though the material that was covered on that problem set was fair game for the exam. The way that my math professor structures his exam, he doesn't focus on computation. So if you've taken like algebra and calculus back in high school, a lot of it is a lot of it is computations. We learn definitions, we learn about proofs, which even then it's kind of uh, glossed over. But we don't go into detail about those definitions. We don't go into detail about those proofs. But my math professor really, really likes for us to know those definitions word for word. We have to be able to apply those definitions. So I'm saying all that to say is his math those math problem sets are very computation based but his exams his exams are not and so even though one would think if you're able to do the computations then you should be able to take the exam that's not the case i didn't have some of those formulas not formulas i didn't have some of those definitions memorized to the extent that i needed them to be memorized to do well on a certain problem on the exam and it really tanked my grade um and so overall, I just didn't have enough time to memorize that stuff because it really he literally wanted us to memorize definitions and know how to apply them. And I didn't have time to do that. And I didn't have them memorized. So that really spent me spiraling for the week. And today is Saturday. And this past Thursday, I just woke up so much anxiety because next week I have a math. Sorry. I have a, yeah, I have a math problem set due on Wednesday. Um, I have a debate to prepare for, which is also going to be due on Wednesday. I have a physics midterm next Friday. And then the following Monday, I have another math exam. We just had one two weeks ago. We have another one and we still have a problem set due, y'all. Like, I'm just literally losing it. <laughs> it's so hard. Excuse me. Um, and so... I just woke up with so much anxiety just thinking about all of those things, thinking about how much I currently hate school and the pressures and the grades and the exams and just how nonstop everything is all the time. They really, they're not treating the black woman right here, y'all. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that just, I just did not have a great week because of that, I would say. Um, so those were some of my challenges, but a highlight of this past week um, let me think about that for a second. A highlight from this past week, I think talking with my bestie Jasmine once again. <laughs> I appreciate Jasmine so much and I was just telling her about this and I was actually getting so emotional the other day. So Jasmine and I, so she's a transfer student. She transferred here during our second year, so last fall and we met each other through a mutual friend last fall and we hit it off so good y'all so so amazing i'm gonna have another podcast on friendships and how to kind of operate within friendships and just some of my friendship experiences and y'all i've never had a friend like jasmine before um i don't want to compare my friendships at all because jasmine while she is my best friend she isn't my only closest friend i do have two other really close friends but of course friendship dynamics are all different um and right now I think I interact with Jasmine the most, which is completely fine, you know, which is completely fine. Um, 
we I, we I feel like we all have friends where we talk to occasionally but when we do talk those conversations are amazing and we still consider each other like very close friends besties whatever um but I don't use that term loosely anymore best friends um but yeah Jasmine is definitely my best friend which is kind of scary for me it really is like I was very hesitant to use that word even though I felt it in my spirit not too long ago that she's my bestie um but now I definitely say it and that's okay um but yeah we we talked the other day and so we okay so she texted me like hey you want to get want to go to Wendy's with me I'm like yeah of course duh let's do it um and so we went to Walmart for a few things and we went to Wendy's and we were just having some conversations as we do our conversations are always amazing love talking to Jasmine never a dull moment such a sweetheart anyway <laughs> and oh wait I skipped something I was saying how I was Mm, I'm so sorry y'all I have symptoms consistent with ADHD so you gotta bear with me I was saying how the other day I got so emotional because we're literally juniors and we're about to be in our second semester of our junior year they're gonna be seniors and we're gonna graduate and we're gonna leave each other we're never gonna see each other again okay yes am I being very dramatic absolutely but the reality is we're gonna go our separate ways and I don't know how uh, I don't know how physically distant we're going to be and I don't want to think too far ahead and I want to just cherish the moments we have together now but that made me so sad because it's like when you finally find someone who understands you in that way who can support you in that way y'all I've never been supported in such a way like Jasmine supports me like I support her and I I never really felt like a lot of the relationships in my life are 50-50 or I will somehow like feel bad about certain things within friendships and it's this whole thing that I'll get into a diff during a different time but I don't know I feel like things are very 50-50 with her and we support each other emotionally and physically well I guess not physically but emotionally um and I'm just thinking like damn we're going to go our separate ways soon and I got so sad because of that um but a highlight is just our conversations and she said something that was very encouraging for me so that was great and then the last question, my current phase at the moment. Okay, so let's get into it. So Mary Stevens is definitely my favorite. Again, her TikTok handle is the Oat Milk Leader. Her podcast, let me check to make sure I'm not butchering anything. So it's called Life Gets Weird. Um, Definitely my fave, y'all. When I say I check her TikTok multiple times a day. I listen to her podcast as soon as she posts them check her insta story like she um a little bit of background um please go check out all of her, her all of her things just check her out i think she's an amazing individual so some background um she recently dropped out of law school after preparing for law school basically her entire life um she was definitely an academic head similar to myself um and then she got to law school and realized that it was not the place for her she is someone who has been struggling with depression for several years now and she recently started taking antidepressants i think maybe for a year or so maybe less i don't know i don't want to give i don't want to be too specific about the details of her life i want to give the general background and how it's applicable to what the heck i'm talking about now and she has this so she got big from her tiktok platform and she is just a very authentic individual and i appreciate the space that she has carved out for herself and for her supporters so so much and while i do not idolize her or anyone because i know no one is ever perfect and we're all going through our own things but for her to use that space in a way where 
she talks about the hard things in life and she is vocal about her depression and she is vocal about the difficult things in her life and she's so funny to me um, and she has this humor that I admire but she also recognizes her emotions and she voices her concerns um, and so yeah she's just kind of taking us on her journey now that she dropped out of law school and she doesn't have a job and she always goes a day in the life of a stay-at-home daughter who does absolutely nothing with their life and she also recognizes her privileges because she lives in a two-parent household and while her family like they're not rich or anything but I think they're they're doing well for themselves financially and um, she had the uh, the resources to just drop out of college, which is something that I can't do. And it's not something I want to do for being honest. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to drop out of college, um, at all, but she just is like very unintentionally inspirational. Um, and I appreciate her platform so much. And just like, I don't want to be weird. I hope this isn't weird, but like her voice just literally makes me feel better. Listen to her podcast just makes me feel better and she could say something that doesn't even resonate with me all like that but she just has this way of calming me down um and yeah i just appreciate that and it isn't like all sunshine and rainbows and she doesn't promote unrealistic lifestyle habits like she she's honest about things she'll go i went to soul cycle at 7 a.m i went i went i got coffee with a friend went to another soul cycle class and then we stayed in bed and we cried all day and that and that's just that that's just that because some days that that's real you know what I mean and so she just really inspires me to keep pushing forward to continue to walk in my truth my honesty and to continue to be very authentic and to continue to express my personal emotions and my mental health challenges and the highlights of my life the good and the bad the whole shabam because it's important especially as a black woman and in my case especially as a first-generation college student low-income student um, who's also who's a black woman, you know, on the pre-med track or have taken pre-med classes, whatever. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and then my last fave, y'all, we were literally like 40 minutes into this podcast and I haven't even gotten to like the episode topic. <laughs> That's okay, we're having a good time. I like to talk, obviously. Um, which is funny, like I feel like I'm an extrovert and introvert. Like I love my alone time, I love my peace and quiet, but like when I'm by myself, the girl can talk. <laughs> And I can go on and on and on about things if you let me. Um, but yeah, another current fave of mine, current fave of mine is Mac Miller. Ugh, I hope that man is resting in peace and that he is finding peace and happiness in the afterlife. But yeah, Mac Miller. Um, it's been a Mac Miller mood for me. So if you're familiar with Mac's music, um, especially I think his last two albums before he um, transitioned, uh, he just he also talks about the stuff that matters in life and like the real stuff you know and I I genuinely do believe that we live in a very awful world a very sad world um a place where it's so difficult to be satisfied and happy to be healthy physically and mentally spiritually and he just has a way or he had a way with words where to the point where it just makes me feel good um so yeah and i have more faves oh, should i keep going i'm sorry at this point this is gonna be a two-hour podcast and i don't care not even a little bit mm -hmm. so yeah mac miller has been my favorite so a few of my favorites by him specifically if you are interested so this is from his swimming album which he um 
published in 2018. So I really love Wings, 2009, and then Small Worlds. And then from his last album before he passed away or transitioned, I love Good News um, and then Everybody. And also Once a Day. Oh, such a good album. Urgh, love him. That's another fave of mine. And then my last fave I'm going to share. I recently finished a book by Sally Rooney. So y'all may be familiar with Sally Rooney and her book Normal People, which I read this past spring. And I loved it. Loved it so much. Uh, she recently published another book and it's called Beautiful World, Where Are You? I think. Another romance-ish novel. And it was so good, y'all. It was so freaking good. I'm going to share this quote that I posted on my Finsta earlier because I did this thing where because I don't have the hand copy of the book and I listened to it via um sorry I'm getting distracted because I just opened up Instagram. I listened not listen see I don't know what I'm saying. I read the book via uh my library and I just downloaded the book but anyway I noted all the quotes that I highlighted because the girl loves to highlight things. Um, but anyway, here's a quote. And in that way, even the bad days were good because I felt them and remembered feeling them. There was something delicate about living like that. Like I was an instrument and the world touched me and reverberated. I think that's how you pronounce that word. <laughs> Could have messed up the whole little aesthetic here. It's okay. Inside me. Mm, it's just, just I'm such a good quote. I no need to explain it. It just... Oh, it just makes sense. So yeah, those are my faves. <laughs> Thank you for listening. So now, <laughs> um, okay, so I had to pause it for a little bit, y'all, because I've been talking for 41 minutes straight. And also, my, I saw that I had a missed call from my friend, so I went to check in and make sure everything was good. But anyway, um, to today's actual topic, and watch this be another 40 minutes. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I want to talk about like academic and career planning at the age of 20, which by the way, I want to acknowledge is fucking crazy. You're telling me that I, at the young age of 20, have to know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Why? Why can't I just vibe for a few years? It, it's crazy, y'all. It really is crazy. So I want to acknowledge that. And then I also mentioned earlier how I am a black woman, once again, first-gen low-income student. And being an undergrad in college is very important to me for several reasons. And one of them being because I'm a first-generation student, because I am a low-income student. And I am doing things that my mom didn't get to do, that my biological father didn't get to do, that a lot of folks in my family just didn't have the opportunity to do. So I think that... Even though the way that higher education is organized and how inaccessible it is and how much pressure is put on folks to go to college, regardless of whether or not it's quote unquote for you, I didn't mean to say quote unquote as if it is a false statement because that is a very real and true statement. Um, I, I think it's crazy, but at the same time, it's important for me to get my bachelor's degree. Um, and it's something that has been accessible to me and affordable. And I do go to a, a pretty good school, I would say. And I do know, and also like the connections I've made here uh, will take me a long way. I just know it is. I just know it will. So I do not regret this at all. I will finish out, hopefully, <laughs> and get my bachelor's degree in neuroscience and my certificate in education studies. Super excited. But anyway, I enter college as a pre-med student wanted to become a pediatrician and I think um, 
my interest in medicine began in high school and I decided to go to college to become a doctor and, and complete all of the pre-med requirements. And thankfully, by the end of the semester, I'll be done with all of my pre-med requirements, which is crazy. And it's been a long journey, y'all. It really has been. Um, however, this past summer was when I really started to question my journey to medicine. And I started to think a lot about my experiences up until that point. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this past summer is when I started to experience depression. I think I experienced depression in high school too and in middle school but I didn't have the terminology for it uh, I was experiencing something <laughs> it was something something was <laughs> um anyway I was not mentally well at all <laughs> um but yeah and I was just I finally gave myself a moment in this space to breathe and it was like I was coming up out of the water for some fresh air it felt as though I was drowning and I had been saved by a lifeboat and I had finally been taken back to land and I didn't realize it I didn't realize that I was drowning I didn't realize that I wasn't breathing until I could breathe again until I was back on dry land and not struggling to stay afloat and by the way y'all I can't swim mm-hmm can't swim at all so this little metaphor that I'm going with very fitting it's very fitting um, and when I realized it all and how much pressure was riding on my back, how much pressure I put on myself during my first year of college to excel, to not fuck up essentially, um, to not get distracted by things and to be very, um, tunnel vision, I would say. I was very focused my first year and, and it's not to say that I wasn't my second year but I kind of kept up with that same mentality my second year and the shit practically killed me because things got significantly more difficult academically with COVID so mentally um and I realized this past summer how unhappy I was due to my pre-med classes how up until that point I loved school with everything in me. For my entire life up until that point, school was my primary identity. It was all that I had. It was the most important thing to me, my education. Growing up, it was always my way to escape. I always saw it as my way out one day because I knew I would one day go off to college and I would graduate and I would get a good job and I would live a good life. Um... And I love to learn and I still love to learn. I would be a lifelong learner. But it was at that moment that I realized how much I despise learning in academic settings, how much I despise these structures and organized learning and the grades and the tests and how nonstop everything was. Um, it just felt awful and I kept crying and every Friday, I just felt like I was losing my mind, literally. I that's that's the only way that I can describe it. I felt like I was losing my mind and I was losing my hold and grip of reality. And I just I I didn't know how I managed to hold on for that long. And I just cried out for the person that died that day, honestly, that died that summer. 
I was listening to a podcast and it really talked about how within a single life, regardless of how long your life is as an individual, we will all live multiple lives. And when we don't take the time out, I'm going to start crying. I'm going to start crying. When we don't take the time out, this is such a personal thing for me, y'all. When we don't take the time out to grieve our past lives, it will come back and bite us in the ass, essentially. And we're going to have to grieve it one way or another, regardless of whether or not we want to, regardless of whether or not we like it. Um, and that was very hard for me to face very hard for me to face and I realized that I had been strong for so long and I couldn't do it anymore because I am no one's strong independent black woman I couldn't keep up with that trope and that idea and that image and those expectations because it was literally killing me this past summer I described my life as death by a thousand cuts because that's what it felt like all the time that I was getting cut a thousand times, time and time again, and it just wouldn't stop. And it was painful. It was so painful. My heart was broken. Um, and I just wanted to take classes that I loved. I wanted to love school again. One thing that's really important for me is to feel like I'm living, to feel excited by things, to be, I don't have to be happy all the time. But I want my general mood to be happy. But my general mood was and still is to this day just sad. Like literally that's my mood. It's sad. And that's okay. It's okay. No worries. Um, I've accepted it and that's perfectly okay. It's not to say that I don't have really great moments because I do have a lot of good moments, y'all. I have so many good moments um, that, I'm, that I am appreciative of. And I think overall life is good, if we're being honest. It's as good as it can be given so many things and factors. Um, and... I also just realized that the work that I really want to do, which focuses on health and wellness for black children. So I didn't mention this earlier, but I wanted to become and still may very well one day become a developmental behavior pediatrician. I want to be able to support black and brown children from like low income backgrounds and backgrounds similar to myself with a variety of developmental behavioral um challenges so thinking about learning disabilities thinking about adhd which is something that i hold near and dear to my heart given that it runs in my family and i have symptoms consistent with the um developmental disorder um and so yeah that was really important to me and i just realized that given the way that healthcare is set up and given how many doctors aren't able to have meaningful connections with their patients and i also feel as though some doctors they kind of prescribe things to you or diagnose you with things but the way that the healthcare system is set up, they don't actually get to the root cause of one's challenges and issues. For example, let's say a, ch a child will come to me with their parents and they have a learning disability, or at least I want them to get tested for a learning disability. If I give that parent a referral to receive, a referral to get their child tested for a learning disability, but that family doesn't have access to a shelter, if that family is or I'm sorry, if that family doesn't have access to their most basic needs, such as housing, stable housing, food, a safe environment, getting their child tested for a learning disability is the least of their concerns. And while I could very well be the doctor who changes that, I just started to feel that summer that the work that I really want to do doesn't start with becoming a doctor. Um, it starts, I think, with public health. Um, 
And so I started thinking a lot about public health during that time because if you don't know, so the general like textbook definition of public health is um, the promotion of disease prevention from a public health lens. And what public health does is it, cons it considers the various uh, social determinants of health, which is this fancy kind of term that just describes the place where people live, work and play. So you can think about one's access to education, one's access to housing, affordable housing, safe housing, one's access to um, healthcare, quality healthcare, one's race, one's sex, one's um, sexuality, one's uh, uh, class, and the list goes on. It considers all of these components and then identifies how those components could lead to disease or how considering those components could prevent disease amongst the population. And a huge part of me was just like, I think that is what I want to do. I, I want to kind of think about something more within the public health realm, thinking about health and wellness more broadly, getting to the root cause of so many different things, because it doesn't start with having a learning disability. It doesn't start with having ADHD. It doesn't start with having depression. It, it, it starts with these factors that... Um, build um, within one's life from the day that they're born and that is why I still want to do these things from a a, a child health perspective um, so yeah I was thinking about all of those things and I'm like I'm a black woman I did not have the easiest life growing up by any means I went through so much that I ha recently unpacked with a therapist um, a year and a half ago now and I still see this therapist and I'm just thinking about all of it and how much I had grown and how much of a different person I was and I was just thinking like Tosh you will never be the person you were as a first year again because you've learned so much about yourself during that time so many great things about yourself um, and because of that your journey is changing so it was during that summer that I decided to drop my pre-med courses for the following semester, but I kept contemplating it. I'm like, Tasha, are you giving up early? Because I remember back in high school, I felt like I kind of gave up on things early. And so I didn't know what to do. And I kept contemplating and I talked with people and essentially they were saying how it really is your decision and how there is no right or wrong decision and you have to do what's best for you, which makes a lot of sense. But then I talked with this black woman who graduated from Oberlin a few years ago and she is currently in her anesthesiology residency and it was such a great conversation and so I'm like you know what I'm gonna pick up these pre-med requirements because I'm gonna become a doctor I can do this shit <laughs> and y'all I regretted it after two weeks I'm like no fucking way am I back at this point like I was literally in my room bawling my eyes out this was the second day of classes y'all right before physics lab crying my heart out and this is before I started taking my antidepressants, um, now stimulant antidepressants. I take those for symptoms, my symptoms, my ADHD symptoms, as well as to stabilize my mood because that's a huge thing for me. My mood just fluctuates a lot and I feel things very intensely, which I believe is related to my, my like ADHD symptoms and not being able to control those moods and finding it difficult to just function as a result of being in those moods and just crying uncontrollably and feeling things intensely. Um, but yeah, I, second day of classes, just crying my heart out, completely unprovoked. It was the second day of classes. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. I was crying my heart out, y'all. I hate it. I'm like, I cannot do this, Tosh. What did you get yourself into? Why did you just drop the classes? You should have dropped the classes. Um, and so I just was going back and forth all throughout this semester, y'all. Physics and math is kicking my ass. And it was just hard. For, it, it's hard for me and it still is because I'm just like, it is so hard to spend your entire life loving school and loving to learn 
to be put into a place where you just hate it all. And being pre-med is fucking hard. And I knew that coming in. And it's hard for everyone. But when you have several layered um, targeted identities, the shit is even more difficult. And while I do think that there are spaces on campus that tries to make higher education more accessible to people, at the end of the day, this shit is racist, sexist, ableist, classist, homophobic, and the list goes on. Every ism and is you could think of, that's what higher education is. Okay. And I possess several of those identities that aren't, I am very obviously not a white, cis, rich man. And... I just was in a place this semester where my physical and mental health was hanging by a thread. And at the end of the day, I cannot do anything if I am physically and mentally unable, if I'm physically and mentally gone, (laughs) you know, like I got to be here in order to do these things. And I literally just felt like I would not survive this another semester. I didn't fucking know how I would survive it this semester. We're getting through it, barely hanging on by a thread, Um, but we're doing it. We're trying our best every single day. Um, and so I was having a really rough day one day this semester. Was crying a lot, was very confused, was feeling conflicted, was feeling disappointed, hurt, and a lot of pain. And I emailed my pre not my pre-med advisor, I emailed my advisor, and he's a neuroscience professor here. He's a black man. Um, and such an amazing person, y'all. I am so grateful for him as a mentor and as someone who is supporting me. I talked with him, I talked to him about a lot of my challenges, about how my journey to medicine is going to look different as a result of these factors, as a result of valuing family way more and wanting to be near family more um, and how I needed to put my mental and physical health first, first and foremost, and how I also just wanted to know what it felt like to be a college student but not be pre-med. Like, I just don't want to be a pre-med student anymore. I just don't want that for myself right now. Thankfully, I'll be done with all the requirements after this semester, and I don't have to call myself a pre-med student anymore. I can call myself someone who's completed all the requirements and who may go to medical school one day, but I am no longer a pre-med student. And I talked with him, and he was so supportive, and I shared a lot of personal things with him. And I think a a huge part of me just needed someone's validation. I needed someone to tell me that, Tosh, that's okay. That is okay if you have to change your career and academic plans so that it fits in more with your physical, mental, and familial responsibilities and obligations. It just felt so good to feel validated. And he ensured me that I would be successful in anything and everything that I do and that everything will be okay. And I needed that more than anything, y'all. And so with that, we are no longer a pre-med student. The new plan is to go into grad school following Oberlin. I want to pursue my master's in public health. I am looking at a particular school, which I don't want to share quite yet. Um, The people close to me know what school it is. And I also just don't want to put all of my eggs in one basket because even though the school sounds amazing, y'all, it is ranked really, really well nationally for its public health school. And um, I know a student who graduated from Oberlin who goes there and he told me all about it and he's going to help me throughout this process. And y'all, I'm just so excited. I feel so free. And one of my top values is freedom. And I never want to be in a place in my life where I don't feel free anymore. And 
I just feel so at peace with my decision overall and while it does hurt a lot not being a pre-med student anymore I know it's the right decision and so with that I just want to kind of end off this podcast with the Finsta post I made uh, sharing with my followers my change in plans so no way you're you gotta be kidding me my microphone wasn't on fuck that is so frustrating i don't think this is on damn it oh my god that is literally so annoying i literally got this microphone to use it and so now this podcast kind of sounds bad and i'm sorry for that but i am not re re-recording this y'all this is an hour long not happening so i apologize that the quality isn't the best i really genuinely do i'm kind of sad about that but that's okay we're gonna have many more podcasts to record but yeah i want to end this off with sharing my finsta post or my caption very sappy um but here we go 11 16 2021 a day for the books for sure i am no longer a pre-med student it's very freeing but it also feels odd The last two years of my life has been centered around being pre-med. It's the only thing I wanted. I still want it, but the timing isn't right. I am not in the mental and physical space to pursue something as intense as medicine. My nieces and nephew lives are way too similar to the life I had growing up, and I'll never forgive myself nor live with myself if I decide to pursue a career that will take another decade to complete. My values have changed so much. I want freedom for myself more than anything. I cannot put into words how deeply my heart hurts over the decision. It's broken. So, so broken. And I'll be sad over it for a really long time. But I am so fucking excited to take classes that I'm actually passionate about. To like school again. I'll never love it again, but that's okay. I just want to like it. I'm excited for this journey and for the people who's going to help me make it happen. Shout out to my kind and supportive advisor for reminding me that everything will be okay. Four simple words that I needed to hear more than anything. I'm crying my heart out. Oh my goodness. Okay. But yeah, thank y'all so much for listening to this podcast. Again, I'm sorry that the quality wasn't great due to my dumb ass not turning on my microphone. I'm happy that I at least pressed play. At the very least, we got we got the podcast going, right? Um, so yeah, with that, um please share this podcast with people. Um, I'm excited for the next one. Bye-bye, lovelies. Have a good week. Have a good day. Remember that you matter. That was so corny. Ooh, I should end this podcast off by sharing one of my many quotes on Pinterest. Okay. I should have people, like, pick a random number, and then that number will dictate which quote I choose. Actually, it doesn't even tell me what number quote it is. Haha, so that doesn't work out too well. Okay, let me do something. Um, Random number picker. <laughs> okay. Generate. No, let's do max 50. All right, y'all. I got to go to my 19th quote under my some thoughts um, folder. Stop, because this is one of my favorites. Oh, my God, I'm crying. Okay, so this quote reads, When Camus said the only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion. And when Jennifer Donnelly, I think that's how you pronounce their name, said, For mad I may be, but I will never be convenient. And when Ursula K. Le Guin said, I'm butchering their name, sorry y'all, you cannot make the revolution, you can only be the revolution. It is in your spirit or it is nowhere. And when another person whose name I cannot pronounce said, we are, we are sorry for the inconvenience, but this is a revolution. 
vomiting, crying, and throwing up. I love my Pinterest. Anyway, bye loves. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.